But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Illegal Ham to the Face, where we are here live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. I am that fat guy, and he is always Big Bri. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man. What's going on? Not much, buddy. Great week. Great weekend. Had a good time with the family. Got my ass mm-hmm. kicked in the ass by my kids, which was awesome. <laughs> and other than that, that's about it for me. How was your week? Hey. Can't complain. Other than a little bit of snow on Sunday, everything also is uh, just peachy, as our buddy Butch would say. Yeah, the peachy is it. Peachy keen, baby. <laughs> all right. So our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA and also City Dogs of Cleveland. If you look at the description in our info tonight, I have everywhere where you can actually get a hold of them. I got their websites, their phone numbers, their emails. If you want to play pool and have a good time, join Lake Erie APA. And if you need to adopt a beautiful dog, which we have a new one tonight from City Dogs of Cleveland, get a hold of City Dogs of Cleveland or Friends of City Dogs on Facebook or the other platforms that we're going to be showing here later. Bri, do you have any shout outs for this week? Yeah, let me shout out real quickly. A couple of birthdays that I saw popped up uh, over the last couple of days. Um, They're both Cleveland Browns legends, uh, one being Phil Dawson and the other one being, uh, you know, the guy that came on this show and wished me a happy birthday. So let me fling it back to him and wish Eric Metcalf a happy birthday. Uh, we also have a couple more birthdays to add to that. Uh, All right. Big Harold Keel, I believe on Wednesday or Thursday, is turning the big 5-0, Bri. So wow. we're going to awesome. have uh, – there's a little hideaway spot that we're meeting up for his birthday party, which I'll let you know here in a little bit after the show. Um, we are also cool. uh, Tony and RIP Joe. Um, his birthday was this week with Tony. So we had that going on. And right. I, I also got to see big boy Phillips this week. It's two weeks nice. in a row. Two weeks in a row. I've seen big boy Phillips and it feels kind of weird watching him walk into work and just, Go out and just point at trees, just you know, like Brian used to do. Just yeah, I think I think you should mark that one. That limb's broken. It's just yeah, weird. Sounds like he's working hard. Yeah, he's really working hard. Stop up in for some uh, chili at lunchtime and enjoy we all had, of Rick's uh, good cooking. I'll tell you what, we had some good stuff today. We had smoked turkey breast on honey wheat bread. With gouda cheese and chipotle mayo and arugula, we had a very hearty, hearty vegetable soup, Brian. We had Texas sheet cake, which is really good. And then he made his own croutons for our salad. 
So we had salad, sandwich, soup, and a Texas sheet cake. Homemade croutons. My and so does he foot the bill for all this, or do they reimburse him? No, he takes he. Dad gives him the uh, the shop card and says, "Go buy lunch for Monday and Tuesday for everybody because okay. we don't we get lunch from the clubhouse throughout the week." So it's kind of like right. our. Uh, it's easier, plus it's kind of cheaper than our pizza Fridays as we used to have. Sure. You know? So it's kind of easier just go out, buy some deli meat, make sandwiches, make spaghetti and meatballs. I mean, we're spoiled. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We're spoiled. I, I, I'm, there's part of me that's very jealous, but then there's also part of me that, like, I'd be well over 300 pounds if uh, <laughs> if I was still there. So probably good that I'm not. Also, shout out to uh, the crew went on. So I wasn't there Monday. I had to go get the uh, the wonderful health insurance physical from the doctor on Monday, Bry. But sure. the country club went up against Pepper Pike in a no. battle we haven't done in a very long time. No. They went and played whirly ball, Bry. Wow. Were you there the last time we did that? No, I've never played. So you were there. Thank you. It was like my very first year. I can't believe that place is still in business. Whirly Ball and uh, Laser Tag over off of Miles Road. So, uh, Pepper. Did we win this time? They kicked our butts last time. I do not know, but there's talks of a uh, a league forming for Whirly Ball. Just letting you know. But we are going back to play again in February. Keep me posted. Maybe I'll, I'll keep you um, make my way out that way. Uh, I, that'd be awesome if you did, because I guess from talks of it, um, there's some strategy that the boys have got to work on from country. Got to work on our communication it's, skills. It's a it, it's it's a fun, interesting game. If you don't know what it is, it's kind of like a mixture of it's it's bumper cars with lacrosse is what it is. There you and go. Yeah. Yep. Bumper cars, lacrosse, and basketball all in one fail swoop. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. You're, you're in a little, uh, oh, what do they call them at Cedar Point? The Dodgems, the, uh, the bumper cars, whatever you call them. And you got like this thing like uh, High Lie. You know what the hell High Lie is? It's like, oh, yeah. you, it, basically, you're just holding a, uh, just the, the top of a lacrosse stick and you kind of toss it around your, um, your teammates, and then you try to score a goal. So, but it's a good time. All right. So, Justin said, how is it only Tuesday? I've been asking that since Saturday. And James <laughs> says, hello, everybody. Nice hat. Big bry. Fatty, it looks like someone crapped on oh, your hat. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, it's about a- time I get some love from James for my hat. Are you well, ragging you on know, me for my uh, Brady shirt last week? He's all about the Brock Purdy right now. Him and the, him and the Niners fans are all Brock Purdy it up. You know, I don't I can't wait to that kid. Is James a Niners fan? Oh yeah, he's a huge Niners fan. Is he really? I can't wait to it's not a Niners hat. So I want that kid destroyed so bad. Everybody's trying to compare him to Tom Brady. Jesus, I don't need to I'm I mean, it's as improbable of an event as you could possibly imagine. A rookie, you know, Mr. Relevant rookie getting taking his team to the uh the conference championship. It's just, it's wild. Never thought I'd ever see anything like this. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's me just getting older and not being a hater as much, but uh, I just kind of appreciate it. 
I, I just, you sit there, you watch, they spent all that capital to go up and get Trey Lance. Yeah. Dick Trail with Jimmy Garoppolo brought him back. Trey Lance gets yeah. hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Bry, just like I said, what would happen if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt? This is what <laughs> Brock Purdy's going to take guys. Sure. Brock Purdy's going to take over. And guess what? Trey Lance probably could have been the best quarterback ever, but he got hurt. And here comes Brock Purdy. It's just, yeah, it, it's what you do with your opportunity. You know, eventually, but I think there's usually 65, 70, 75 quarterbacks that start a game every season. Um, and it's what you do with your opportunity. He's making most of it, and he's – I was thinking about this today. Um, you know, out of the four teams that are left, three of them have – quarterbacks on rookie contracts and i think there's something to it and the other team has patrick mahomes the best quarterback in the league so yeah you got to get it done while you can um because if you have to start paying jalen hurts a ton of money you're not going to be able to pay some of these other guys so you got to strike while the iron's hot over the next couple years and then you know that's why that's why kansas city had to get rid of Tyreek hill they're paying patrick Mahomes a ton of money so you, you weaken your team just because you have to pay your quarterback. But, yeah, paying a seventh-rounder peanuts, and Jalen Hurts is a second-rounder. He makes, like, probably a million to $2 million a year. And I know Joe Burrow's uh, the number one pick in the draft, but you're still paying him on a uh, a discounted contract because he's a rookie. So, yeah, yeah. hats off to him. Eventually they're going to have to pay these other guys, though. Jamar Chase, you know, the Bengals have two top five picks and they made them count. And they're still making a lot of money, but they're not making top QB and top uh, wide receiver money. So good for them. All right. So, Brian, I did. I told you before the show started, I put out a poll on Twitter. Okay. Wow. We've got all that, that many votes now. Up to 1,200 votes right now, Brian, on Twitter. And I asked, I said, Browns fans, since Browns are out of it, who are you rooting for now to get to the Super Bowl? And I named all four teams, Bry. Okay. Now, after trivia and everything, I'll reveal the uh, the poll. But who do you think is in the lead? You know, gut feeling for you. Who's in the lead right now? 1,200 votes, Bry. I think there's a lot of people that might say Cincinnati, um, just because we don't have the same hate for them that we do. Um, the Steelers and the Ravens. But I don't know if it's enough. Nobody can root for Mahomes, I don't think. Uh, you, Kansas City might get some votes because of Kelsey being from Cleveland, Cleveland Heights. Um, I don't know. And I think Shanahan, maybe Browns fans don't love. I'll say the Eagles. All right, you're going Eagles? Sure. All right. Well, let's see here. Justin said Bengals because Joe's an Ohio native. You know, Yeah, you'll get a lot of that. I get that too, but, but you also got both Kelsey's. Your division. And both Kelsey's yeah. are still in it. So, um, Bry, do you want to get into our trivia today, which is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland? Yes, sir. All right. It's going to be a good one. You're going to like this one. Cool.
right. Like I said, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Let me go over here and get their information brought up for everybody. Um, City Dogs, we got a new dog this week, but you can get a hold of City Dogs down here scrolling at the bottom. We're going to keep this up for right now, Bri. Um, City Dogs went to, like I said, they went over towards uh, Delaware last week to get some dogs over towards the East Coast. Came back Mm -hmm. with 10 dogs added. But this is our beautiful beauty right here, Bri. Now, don't forget, where's my pictures? There's my pictures. Don't forget the August or April, whatever date it is. I think it's April 2nd or April 2nd 3rd. 3rd? Yep, 2nd. Like April 2nd, we got the uh, Pucks for Pauls with the Cleveland Monsters. Go there, buy some tickets, support the APL and City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, we, Brian and I have talked. I think I'm going to be there with my wife and kids and Brian, we might be making a legal ham fun day out of it, going watching some hockey and having a good time. I've already planted the seed. Now, are you bringing Betty? I don't know if we can bring Betty. Okay. Because I would, I would love to bring Betty, but Princess is not, uh, it's not that she's not good with other dogs. She's not good with loud noises. Gotcha. And I figured they might be blowing the horn and everything for the goals and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So I would right. bring Prince, but I don't think we can. And especially with my little Rugrats, I got enough to watch other than a dog. So got to kind of keep mine there. But I might bring Princess. I don't know yet. We we still kind of up in the air about that. You're talking about bringing Lil, right? Yeah, we taught my wife is nervous because, yeah, she doesn't do great around other dogs. Um, she's fine. She won't go attack them or anything like that. But if they start invading her personal space, then she gets kind of defensive. So I was like, yeah, let's bring her. You know, if uh, if she has too much of an issue or has too much anxiety, we can just take off. But at least we showed up and uh, had a good time and tried it. So I don't know. I guess we got a couple months to figure it out. But it would be fun. I'd like to go. All right. Well, Bri, here's our, what they say in here, our cutest chunky bean. Her name is Griselda. She's around <laughs> six years old and a total cuddle monster. She loves scratches and belly rubs. She's quite mild-mannered mama and very well-behaved. Came to us with a damaged left eye, and it's possible this eye will need to be removed. She's vision impaired on that side. Luckily, we think she's stunning with an eye patch, which is amazing for this dog. She also tested positive for a heartworm, but fortunately, this is a treatable condition. Friends of City Dog Cleveland covered the cost. Griselda needs a home where she can relax after a treatment for a while before getting back to normal dog activities. If you'd like to set up a meet for her, go to www dot tiny url.com backslash meet a city dog to find out more and set up a meet with her take a look at this face bry how can you say no to that face <laughs> i mean this is going to be difficult for us for here out with city dogs i know I mean, you can't go wrong but that is griselda she is up for adoption if you guys please help us out that'd be awesome they adopted this past weekend Another 11 dogs were adopted out of City Dogs of Cleveland. Can't thank you guys for doing what you guys do. It's an amazing thing you guys are doing. But if you can help out, please help out. If you can't help out, help donate. Food, anything of that nature, they need help. Even if it's $5 in cash. $5 goes a long way like you wouldn't believe. That's That's two things of peanut butter that can go in Kongs. So please 
help support City Dogs of Cleveland like we do. We love them. We thank them. We thank Beth for everything she's done for us. So right there it is. Go down to the bottom of the screen. You see everything scrolling down there to get a hold of them. That is our City Dog of the Week is Griselda. All right, Brian. Cute dog. Really cute dog. Do we know right. if uh, Maxwell got, got uh, adopted? She has not informed me of that yet. Okay. So well, Give him a call. It's worth a try. I have to figure it out here a little bit later. She just sent me her new dog, so I said, okay, we'll go with that. Um, yeah. Bri, our trivia is a food trivia, Bri. We don't do much food okay. trivia. Okay. And I'm ready. With, with our Fat Boy Tuesday being talking about fruit. Big Bri, I have got to ask you, what is the most popular fruit in the world? Hmm. In the world. In the entire world, what is the most popular fruit? Okay. All right. Just think it's not that hard of a hard of a trivia question. Well, now I'm second guessing it. You know, just think. Okay. All right. Yep. So there we go. We'll get our Fat Boy Tuesday later, which is fruit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, it is not pomegranate, not even close. Uh, we're <laughs> going to talk about the uh, Cleveland, uh, let's just Cleveland coaches that are up for grabs right now. We have a couple that have went out and did some stuff. We got to talk about Cavs, Brian, because I got a little beef with the uh, NBA and the Cavaliers right now. And then we're going to get into the wonderful top three that Brian, I'm so glad you came up with this top three. Uh, Kevin Stefanski made his rounds on 923 and ESPN Cleveland up here in Cleveland. You and I listened to it all the time. You brought it up to me and said, hey, if you could ask Coach Stefanski three questions, what are those three questions? So <clears throat> we had a little fun with that. I put it out on Facebook. I put it out on Twitter. We got some people that actually did ask some questions that I'll bring up here a little bit later. But we're going to do the poll right now, Brian. Now, the Twitter poll mm-hmm. I put out, Browns fans, you're done. You haven't seen a postseason. You've only seen two in, what, 20-some-odd years, 23 years? Something of that yep. nature. So, with the Browns out, with four teams left, you got the Bengals, you got the Niners, you got the Eagles, and you got the Chiefs. I said, hey, which one are you rooting for to get to the Super Bowl? You said you think that. The Eagles? Is that what you yep. went with? Yeah, but process of elimination, I think maybe the Eagles. Process of elimination, maybe. Now, we had 1,200. Last I looked, Brian, we had 1,203 votes on this. Okay. Okay. So, 1,204 now. There's still an hour left to vote, but I'm closing it now. Um, right now, your last place is the Kansas City Chiefs with 11%. That makes nobody, sense. Nobody wants to see Kansas City. Next to last, Cincinnati Bengals at 25%. Good. Proud of Browns fans. Next, the Philadelphia Eagles at 28%. Mm. That means your winner in this Twitter poll is the 49ers at 37%. Now, Brian, I told okay. you 
during all this, which I can see Niners quarterback issues. They kind of play football like we want to play football. So, you know, you kind of figured that. Right. Um, and I put it out there and I told you that we had some people out there just kind of, uh, you know, just not happy. Um, you know, you and I watch football to watch football, but we are, we are Browns fans, but we're still going to watch football. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But we will talk about, yeah, James, we're going to have to save that one for maybe a little bit later. But um, with this going on, like I, I sat there, you had people sitting there and like, I'm not, I don't root for anybody. I root for the Browns. And I'm like, okay, pump your brakes. I get that you root for the Browns. It's just a question to throw out there. If you're not rooting for the Browns, if the Browns are not playing like they haven't been in the past 23 years, who are you going to root for? Like, I, you don't even have to root for them. Like, who would you like to see in the Super Bowl? I don't care. Like, just it's just a question, people. You don't have to get your giblets twisted or anything of that nature. It's just a question. I don't understand why you got to come out with all the hate saying, well, none of the above. You're not a true Browns fan. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, I can fan however I want to fan. I'm not telling you how to fan. Calm the hell down. All right. <laughs> it's Twitter. It just, what did you expect? I mean, you can't right. be surprised with getting hate on Twitter. No, no, but it's just, it just cracks me up. I, I just sit there and laugh and I'm just like, like, it's just a simple question. I don't, it's not like it was, it's a poll and everybody's like, well, where's the uh, next, where's the none, none of the above. They only give me four to put out, bud. I can't put an E, none of the above. Like I can run another one right behind it if you want me to, but you know, I could do that. And then, you know, AFC North, stuff. it was just something because we're right here Cross the Super Bowl with the AFC Championship. And we'll talk that now, getting ready before we start our Cleveland stuff. But table set, you got the Bengals and Chiefs, and you got the Niners and the Eagles. Now, I believe the Eagles have home field advantage, so it'd be the Niners going to Philly. Mm-hmm. And then the Bengals are going to the Chiefs. Right. Big question is, after this weekend, Patty Mahomes broke his ankle. <laughs> Spring, spring. Didn't I know high ankle spring. All right, so he's a little dinged up right now. He had Chad Henney come in and throw a touchdown to Kelsey, but that's you know, what Chad Henney does. Chad Henney just comes in and wins games for him. The um, longest, the longest touchdown drive in Chiefs postseason history is <laughs> Chad Henney. My God, Chad kind of funny, but I. Chad, yeah, they're not going to win anything if he's got to play a significant amount. All right, and then the Cowboys just crapped all over their shoes and just horrible. And then the Eagles, I thought the Giants were going to give them at least somewhat of a game. Man, the Eagles are looking good right now, Bry. And all this beef that I talked about, how do you feel? Now, I know college is a little bit different, and you know we normally don't talk about the transitions and everything else. Looking at Jalen Hurts now, how can you look at Nick Saban and go, how did you pull that guy out of a championship game to put him to it? Even though you won a championship, I get it. But to then go and have him go to Oklahoma to win, like it's just crazy how Jalen Hurts has just taken what what's right in front of him and just taken it and ran with it literally ran with it yeah it's it's you know being quarterback in the nfl is a ton of hard work there's no doubt about it 
but it's also depending on your coaches and depending on the system that you're in. Um, I don't think there's many people out there that believe if Pat Mahomes went to the Houston Texans, that he would be as successful as he is with Andy Reid. So yeah, it has a lot to do with where you go and, you know, Hertz seems to be in a good system and Sirianni is, uh, is, you know, adapting things to his skill set, and that's what you need, and that's what we hope for in Cleveland that uh, that Kevin Stefanski is going to do. Um, yeah, I, you believe it when you see it. I don't have a ton of confidence in it at this point, but um, you no, know, it could happen. And and if you can do that to perfection, then you got a chance. And so the Eagles have, like I talked about earlier, they're not paying them a ton of money, so they got a ton of talent on the team. And uh, it's kind of funny to me how seems like all the powerhouse, all the up-and-coming, all the elite quarterbacks are in the AFC and the NFC. I know Jalen Hurts is playing really well this year, but uh, the NFC is just wide open. It's it's there for the taking, and, and it kind of sucks being a Browns fan, knowing that uh, you know, you're probably going to have to go through Allen, you're probably going to have to go through Mahomes, you're probably going to have to go through Burrow if you ever want to make a, a title run in not saying they can't do it, but that's a tall task. I'd rather go through Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy and uh, Daniel Jones. You know, much easier path than uh than what it is in the AFC. So we'll see. But um, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you commend him. You tip your hat to him. Uh, he's he's doing everything right. And if he's healthy, then they absolutely have a shot at winning winning it all. All right, Bryce. So give me your. Super Bowl prediction. We're down to four, so it's a coin flip right now. Now, before we talked about it, I think I had the Chargers in the Super Bowl, and I believe I no. You had uh, you had you had the Bills and the Eagles. Bills and Eagles. So I might get one. The the Niners and the Chiefs. You might have both. So I mean. I, I wouldn't pick. I think they're both underdogs, so I, I would go with the favorite this weekend. But uh, but you never know. Who knows? Mahomes could be fine, and uh, Brock Purdy hasn't lost the game yet, so certainly they got a shot. Well, they got really good defense too, Brian Niners do. Wow, is that a good yeah? Defense? But but so do the Eagles. I was looking the other day. The Eagles have four guys. I think I think they're all defensive linemen. Four defensive linemen with 10-plus sacks, which is Mm. just unheard of. Like, every single guy in your defensive line is just a stud. Now, one might be a linebacker. I take that back. Or maybe they have, like, three defensive ends. But, yeah, their defense is really good, too. And it's not just one guy that you can focus in on. I think the only reason reason why Cincy's favored is because you don't know about Pat Mahomes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and but to give them credit, uh, they've won three in a row against uh, Kansas City. I hear you, but I mean, it's if it wasn't, you know, if he didn't have the hurt ankle, I mean, I'm sure that Kansas City would be favored in this matchup, especially playing in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Well, and they opened as like a three point favorite and it swung six points. And now uh, Cincinnati is like a two and a half or a three point favorite. So, yeah, people just. You know, this injury, high ankle sprain, guys miss three, four weeks, maybe a month plus with this type of injury. And he's supposed to play on it in uh, in seven or eight days. So he's going to go out there. He's going to give it his all. You just you wonder if uh, 
if that might not be good enough with his mobility, um, you know, having to stay in the pocket. And who knows? He's just one more hit away from being out of the game, and then they got to rely on Chad Benny. So I understand why the Bengals are favored. I get it. So who do you think? Super Bowl. At this point, I'd have to say Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Um, kind of boring, but um, yeah, with the home injury and mixed with the success. And I think probably the most underrated unit in maybe all of the NFL is uh, Cincinnati's defense. They just they seem to have uh, Pat Mahomes' number like nobody else does, and got a couple big games last year against them. But um, I don't know. Seeing what they did against Josh Allen, and, and it's not like a bunch of big names. They got like you know, DJ Reader and Trey Hendrickson has stepped up in a huge way, and Jesse Bates is pretty good on the back end. But you know, it's not like they have Hall of Fame players, but. They seem to make plays when they have to, and to hold Josh Allen to 10 points is pretty remarkable, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'd go the Bengals, and uh, Philadelphia just seems to be a juggernaut. They're, they're not really weak at any position, and wide receivers make a ton of plays. So I'd go with those two. I, about you? I kind of I agree with you with the – the only thing that – I think the Eagles are too much for San Francisco right now. If San Francisco, now I know Brock Purdy has been playing great. I'm not saying anything bad about Brock Purdy or anything of that nature, but I don't know. Cause look at the lead that they surmounted on the giants and the giants just couldn't do it. Giants couldn't come back. Now I know the Niners have playmakers. They got a really good defense, but I don't know that if Jalen Hurts was still playing this way, like he did, you know, this past week, right? I I got to give it to Philly because it's just he's he's more of an X factor than what the 49ers have. And I just with AJ Brown, with Devontae Smith, with the little stuff that they're doing, especially having AJ Brown out there to block while Devontae Smith catches the screen and takes it in for a touchdown. Like it's the smartest thing to do. You got the fastest guy and one of the biggest wide receivers that will block. And it's like throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. So it's like but also you got Christian McCaffrey and Debo on the other side, which are two just X-factor playmakers. And guess what? It's amazing when McCaffrey gets on a team that actually wants to win, he has healthy as healthy could be. I haven't heard anything dinged up about him. So I, I'm going to go Cincy and Philly, even though I think it's kind of a coin flip between Philly and 49ers. I think, I think with uh, Mahomes' ankle, I don't, I know he's going to grit it out and he's going to try, Bri, but that just worries me more than anything. That's why it's going to be hard for me to bet that game because there's times that I we've seen quarterbacks hurt like that and they just shut it out and go out and just do great. And then, you know, just, yeah, man. And then Chris just said, he said, he thinks Dallas's defense showed how to play against San Francisco. Dallas's defense did do really good. Yeah, they're very, very talented. And yeah, uh, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, I think those are the top defenses in the NFC. And so, um, you know, there might not be as many points as you might think uh, this Saturday or Sunday. Um, But I think, I know San Francisco stepped up against uh, the Cowboys, but I think their defense is starting to uh, weaken just a little bit. So, 
in Philadelphia just has such an advantage at the quarterback position, um, the way Hurts is playing. So that's kind of why I lean to them. But um, you going back to Mahomes and his ankle injury, he's, I mean, maybe some people don't realize how big uh, his mobility is to his game. You know, that all those highlight real plays that you see are him creating time and him getting out of the pocket and throwing these no-look passes. If he can't do that, if he's stuck to being in the pocket, you know, he's maybe 70%, 80% effective um, as what he could be in, in a game against a good defense and another good quarterback. I think that's huge. I do. Like, if anybody, and Brian and I are not bookies, we're not anybody else. We just, like, I think if you're going to bet on anything and anybody these games, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. Because I have a feeling Mahomes is going to get ambushed by the defensive line in Cincinnati. And guess what happens when that happens? Travis Kelsey gets 12 catches, 100 yards, and a couple touchdowns because they are just they're just tied together. I don't know how it is that he just finds them every time. And when he finds them, he's either open or just gets open enough to catch the ball. But I expect this game, Travis Kelsey, just go off again like he did last week. Yeah. I mean, he's the best in the league for a reason. I, I don't understand it either. You know, you'd think you just double-team him and make him throw to Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore and all these other guys that haven't really proven much, but somehow what he, I think he set a record for uh, postseason receptions, at least by a tight end this past weekend, and somehow he gets open. Hey, you know, he's really good for a reason. So even if you double-team him, you're not guaranteed that you shut him down. Uh, Chris asked me a question. Uh, let's see here. Craig said, I think the uh, Chiefs will win by three. And can I look up how Kelsey did against Cincy this year? And I can't right now because we got to move on to Cleveland headlines, Bri. But sure. we will, uh, Super Bowl, two weeks. We will get our Super Bowl picks once everything's done. Where next week, we're talking about Super Bowl food. Brian, I love Super Bowl food time. It's our greatest time mm-hmm. in the world. Gotta love it. It's our biggest fun time in the world. Appetizers and Doritos and cookies and Oreos and beer and just, yeah. But right <laughs> now, we're getting into our Cleveland headlines. All right, so Cleveland headlines. Brian, we got a few. Uh, your Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'm going to bring this up to you because I've been wanting to talk about this for a little bit. They lost this week to the or last week to the Warriors without any damn starters. They beat Milwaukee without a, a Giannis, and now they're getting ready to play the Knicks. And Brian, I have a little. It just it irks me because it's every time these teams come to Cleveland, they sit everybody. And they sat Golden State sat their whole damn starting lineup. You got no Steph Curry, you got no Draymond, you got no Clay. Their whole starting lineup, I think, except for Jordan Poole, played that game, even though they lost. But Bry, when you're in Cleveland, you don't get a chance that often to see the stars come to Cleveland and play basketball. 
And for them all to sit that night, all of them, you could have one of those guys out there. You can Giannis, one of the probably best basketball players, top five basketball player right now, if not top three, come to Cleveland, he sits. I'm tired of these guys coming to Cleveland set because people are paying really good money, hoping to see these players play. And then they're just like, oh, we're playing Cleveland in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm just going to sit on the bench a little bit. We'll call it workload management is what we'll call it. And it's just frustrating as fans because, like, one of the guys at work had tickets to the Bucks game that he's bringing his friends, hoping to see Giannis play. Guess what? Can't do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, you pay more money for these tickets. The Gold State's coming to town, defending champs. Okay, well, we'll jack the prices up on people. And so, yep, they'll pay more for that. They'll pay more to see Giannis, and then they don't get any of that. So, I don't know. I feel like a broken record, um, you know, because I'm just – this is why football isn't part of why football is just the head and shoulders above any other sport in this league. Um or in this uh, country, uh, because basketball players, basketball coaches, basketball organizations have told you for the last several years that the basketball season is too long. By sitting these guys, they're telling you this game is insignificant. We're, we'd rather rest our guys for you know March and April and May. Um, so, so they do that. And, I mean, just think, could you imagine if the Chiefs sat uh, Patrick Mahomes or the Bills sat Josh Allen just not because he's hurt, just because, you know, we'd like to give him a little bit of rest this week. It, it, it's not going to happen. So they're telling you the season is too long. It happens in baseball all the time. But, um, but they don't have the stars that they do in basketball. So, yeah, I mean, it's – it's frustrating as a fan, but um, but there's nothing you can do about it because it's all about money. It's all about making more money. They probably have had 20 more games um, if they could. They're more likely to add games than to take away games. So, yeah, as a fan, you just kind of have to eat a green one and, uh, and, and go about your business and hope that the, the big games that you purchase tickets for are actually going to be big games. Um, but, yeah, I mean – it's just it's a shame i feel bad for the people that pay extra for these games and then you know once game time rolls around you're like i don't even really want to go it's just going to be a bunch of uh, backups but it turned out to be a good game and you know oh, no. who, who could have predicted we lost i mean i i understand that it turned out to be a good game right it's just and this this might be other this might be charlotte this might be new orleans this might be Washington Wizards, this might be, we might be grouped in with all those teams, even Atlanta sometimes. But man, it just feels like it's like every time like a really good team comes to Cleveland, play the Cavaliers, yeah, we're sitting people. And it's like, it's good for the Cavs and their record. I, mean, I, I know it's good for the Cavs and the record, but as a fan, you can see the Cavs how many times throughout the year. You only get to see like the Lakers once in a year, like, or, you know, the Suns when they come or, you know what I mean? Like you're not, you don't get a chance to see some of these players that often. And when they come and it's like, I understand if it was like a back to back or if it was like a triple overtime or quadruple overtime or, but most of the time it's just like, oh, we're flying from Minneapolis to Cleveland. That's too much. That flight's too long, Bri. I don't know if I can make that flight from Chicago to Cleveland. 
even though it's only 35 minutes. Heaven forbid that happened. Like, it's just like, come on, guys. At least just throw the fans a bone at that point in time. Don't gouge them out with all these ticket prices, knowing that they're going to be like sitting there going, well, I just paid $100 for these nosebleed tickets just to see Clay Thompson and, you know, Curry throwing up threes like crazy. But, you know, oh, great. They're not playing. Uh, well, I guess I'll spend another $14 on nachos and beer to drown my sorrows away. Hey, and in all reality, it's disrespectful to the Cavs team and the Cavs organization. Not just that you don't want to put your guys out there. Like, you know, you don't think it's worth it. You, do you think the Bucks are going to sit Giannis against the Celtics? No, no. God, no. Because, uh, because they know they're going to be jockeying for position in the East with them at the end of the year. So they're like, okay, yeah, we'd rather sit you against the Cavs. And, you know, if we win, great. If we lose, whatever. Um, you know, we're going to have a better record than you at the end of the year anyway. So hopefully the Cavs look at it that way and they take it personal. Um, but, who? I mean, at this point, it's such commonplace to do it. You know, they might not even think twice about it. Well, right now the Cavs are 10 above in the win column. They're listen to this, Brian. This is crazy. They're 20 and five at home. 20 yeah. and five. I wonder why. Because nobody wants to play here. No stars want to play here, Bri. Bastards. <laughs> hey, we'll take, we'll take it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll take 20 and five, but it should be 21 just, and four. It's just, for me, Bri, it's just frustrating because, you know, you, like, especially if you want to take your kids, you know, especially my my mindset now is with my kids. Like, Dad, I want to go see LeBron before he's done. All right, well, let's go. Oh, LeBron's sitting. Well, son, if we sneak down to courtside, maybe. You know, like, it's like, I can't, okay. I can't remember if LeBron, did he, have they played the Lakers yet? See, I think LeBron might be, I know you were just throwing it out there as an example, but I think LeBron has enough respect for Cleveland. Oh, yeah. LeBron, where he wouldn't want to sit out again. Yeah. LeBron's got too much family, too many friends, everything else in Cleveland, not to just, like, it right. just. Put it all on display. Yeah. Put it on a show for the fans. Uh, let's see here. Brown's news this week. That was my Cavs news, Brian. I just wanted to get that out because it's just, man, it's just frustrating, Brian, especially as a fan, because you, you pay really good money for those seats. And it's just like, come on, like you can't just, but I mean, I get it. And like you said, it's like a beating a, you know, it's a broken record. It's going to happen. And like you said, even with the NFL, like the NFL, at least, you know, when your team's like 14 and one and they clinched the division and clinched home field advantage, some people might be taking a rest. You know that's going to happen. Whether it be your quarterback, problem to have. you know, but at that point in time, you get that. But halfway through the season, like we're, let's see here, 30. Yeah, we're halfway through the season now, right, Brian? Past halfway? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 41 so, games yeah. halfway. Yeah, so right now there is 48 games. So we got Oh, Brian, we still got a long time. There's still half a oh, yeah. season left. Yeah, too long. I mean, was it? I can't remember if it was the COVID year or year after the COVID year in the bubble uh, where they only had like 60 games. And honestly, I think, right, that's what it should be. But it'll never be that way because NBA wants more money. Yeah, everybody wants more money. All right, so the Browns headlines that we got now, Brian. Coach Callahan. All right, he is back. 
Uh, he yeah, said, baby. I am not doing any offensive coordinator looks or anything of that nature. I am staying. He signed an extension. Also, Jim Schwartz is making moves on the defensive side now. He's hired one uh, defensive coordinator talking to the rest of them, or not defensive coordinator, but defensive assistant. Assistant? Oh, nice. So he's going through the rest of them, talking with the rest of them. Also, and this is another one I wanted to bring up to you, Bri, is the Browns wide receiver coach O'Shea is getting looks at offensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. I believe the Jets, and there's talks about maybe Tampa Bay. Now, Brian, I wanted to bring this up because I got a question for you. Now, I know he's a wide receivers coach, but wouldn't Van Pelt want to put dip his toe in the OC search also because he's not calling plays here? Wouldn't you want to call your own plays in your own sheet? So I'm kind of curious why Van Pelt isn't fielding offers to why O'Shea is. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I, I would think that Van Pelt would want to go somewhere where he can call his own plays, but I'm not positive. I think there might be a rule making a lateral movement, like going from OC to OC. I don't know. Maybe you have to get the blessing of the organization or there's some hoops that you have to jump through to make a lateral move like that, whereas going from wide receivers coach to offensive coordinator is a step up. So, I I don't know. I I don't know what they could say, Brian, because at that point in time, he can go in and be like, I'm not the offensive coordinator here, so I quit. I mean, right. You would have to quit. He would have to quit his job, and then then he'd be able to go interview for these other OC jobs. I just – I thought it was weird that O'Shea was getting some play with – OC jobs and also like some of the jobs around the league. I mean, Leftwich got fired. Roman mm-hmm. out of Baltimore. Um, Canada still there in Pittsburgh, or are they, you know, thank rid goodness. Of him? No, but he's still there. I oh, know Pittsburgh you. fans are pissed off about that, but uh, good news for us. But you know, just giving you a play that you know, some people in the oh, in the front office, uh, one of the assistant general managers is getting um, some play. I think it's Arizona. Arizona's making a few phone calls for one of the GMs here in Cleveland. Okay. So there's there's some stuff behind the scenes there going on. Uh, Brian and I will be talking more Browns throughout the offseason because we do have free agency coming up. We're going to be breaking down a whole bunch of defensive tackles, linebackers, safeties, team needs, wide receivers, because Brian – like you said with that Cincinnati team, they're not a bunch of uh, big names, but a lot of those guys are becoming free agents, like uh, Jesse Bates, like a couple other oh, okay. safeties. So something to keep an eye on, especially with Jesse Bates only being like, I think he's only 26. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a, He's been a stud for a couple of years, pro bowler. So, yeah, they're going to have to start clearing some space. For the fifty million dollars a year that they're gonna have to pay Joe Burrow, for the twenty-five million dollars a year they might have to pay Jamar Chase. So there's seventy-five million right there, and I know the cap goes up and up and up, but uh, eventually you can't pay everybody. Uh, Craig Nally is here. What's going on, Kev? What up, Kev? What do you say, what do you, Kev? What do you say, Kev? All right, Brian. We're going to get into our Fat Boy Tuesday. 
All right, we're talking a little fruit. We don't have any more Cleveland headlines right now. We do, but I don't want to bring it up yet. There's uh, some news about a Guardians, <clears throat> ex-Guardians player that came out today that uh, not good, but we'll get into that next oh. week. Um, But right now we're getting into Fat Boy Tuesday, and we are going to talk some fruit, and we'll answer the trivia question right before Fat Boy Tuesday. That worked for you? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Now, trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. We had our dog Griselda up there. She's cute. Cute. Let me just bring up some more pictures real quick of her Mm -hmm. before we answer the end of the trivia, Bri, because it kind of correlates with Fat Boy Tuesday. There is Griselda, beautiful dog. She's six. Please go adopt her at City Dogs of Cleveland. If you need to get a hold of it, get a hold of us here at IllegalHandleTheFace at gmail.com. God, I love that dog already, especially sitting there, especially wearing the princess outfit, right? She's wearing a princess outfit with the pearls and everything, (laughs) right? But our trivia, my trivia to Big Bri this week was, Bri, what is the most popular fruit in the world? Yeah, I got a uh, a question because my initial thought was berries, but is that too broad? That's too like, broad. You need to, that's too broad. Okay, all right. Well, you narrow down to a specific fruit. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I was thinking. And my wife watches a lot of these. Um, Oh, Survivor and Naked and Afraid, where they go on these islands and stuff. And it seems like, to me, they end up eating a lot of bananas. So I'll say bananas. Now, Bri, technically, technically, you are correct. Okay. But there's a trick to this. What vegetable is also a fruit? Vegetable is also a fruit. Oh, I always get screwed up. Is it a potato or a tomato? Tomato. One of them is not what you think. Tomatoes. Okay. Technically, tomatoes are the most popular fruit in the world. The more popular. Are, are bananas number two? Bananas are definitely number two. Okay. Nice. So, but I'm going to give it to more, you. More victory. That whole tomato thing kind of throws people off because they don't think of a tomato as a fruit yeah i guess there's you know there's a ton of people out there who kind of grow tomatoes in their backyard or you can shoot you pull it put up a pole in your uh in your driveway and you can grow tomatoes on it so i suppose maybe that makes sense well and that the climate you know pretty much grow tomatoes anywhere bananas not so much mm-hmm. but i do have where is my picture there it is. So after uh, bananas, there are grapes, apples, watermelon, strawberries, and then it kind of goes down the list there. But the reason why we're talking fruit today, Bri, is because, one, it's delicious. But you can also mix it with a whole bunch of different stuff. Make sauces out of it. goes great on ice cream, some ice cream. goes great with cobbler. I mean, any kind of dessert that you can get a fruit into it, I'm game, and I know you're game. Plus, bananas are delicious, Bri. Quick, easy snack for us, especially at work. You grab an apple, banana. Your family had the apple farm there for a while. You know, 
So you grew up in that area. So let's talk some fruit, right? Like what are your, besides apples? Cause we're ta- I'm taking apples off the table for you. Cause you're probably just done with apples, but like, what yeah. are your, some of your favorite fr- fruits or fruit concoctions that you like? Had an apple today. Um, apple a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, yeah. Bananas, just because they're easy. Uh, they're definitely towards the top of the list. I like oranges. They're just, you know, they take a lot of time and effort. And you know, typically in the morning, I'm eating fruit uh, for breakfast or something when I'm driving. So I usually don't go. I go for something easy that you can just grab and eat. Uh, but lately, I've been on a grape kick for at least a month, maybe almost two months now. So I've been eating a ton of grapes. And let's be honest, I mean, Break it down to brass tacks. It's uh, why do you eat fruit? Because there's health benefits to it. So otherwise, we'd be eating bags of potato chips, like we talked last week. So I, I know of uh, fruit that's very good for you is uh, blueberries. So I try to eat a ton of blueberries. All right. So on my side, we can't keep grapes in the house because every time we bring grapes home, they're gone. Uh, cherry tomatoes, definitely gone in this house. Like, Right, I bought two things of cherry tomatoes. They're gone within an hour. I took mm. them out of the bag, put them in the fridge. Charlie comes up, opens the fridge, goes, Ooh, cherry tomatoes. Gone downstairs, gone. It's like, come on, kid. Um, watermelon. Oh my god, especially during the summertime, especially on a hot day, you get that watermelon. Uh, watermelon cantaloupe is great, also. Um, one of my favorite things I like to mix. We talked about it today at work, Bry. Um, cottage cheese and like pineapple or peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. picture that nature, or you get like you said, especially at work, grapes. Grapes could you just grab and go? Um, kiwi is always good too. Don't get it that often, but when I do, but we brought it up. The two other things I like that are similar to an apple bry peaches and pears because you can eat them the same way as an apple. They're quick. They're in your hand. You eat them, toss them off to the side when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge pear guy. I don't know. I've never really been a big pear guy, but uh, I'm totally with you. I forgot to mention that peaches, fantastic cantaloupe. I love eating cantaloupe since I was young. And then, uh, yeah, pineapple, they get a little sweet at times, but like you said, in um, cottage cheese or something like that. Yeah. That's phenomenal. And like we, what we talked about today at work is like, you know, so most of the time you got to be in the mood for the fruit you're going to eat or if it's really good and you like it. But like there's mm-hmm. also different tastes. Like you get oranges from the store, not the same as you get down in Florida right off the tree. Same with bananas. Same with anything else. Like I go to Florida when I get oranges and grand, they got orange oranges on corners of every street in Florida. But the oranges down there, it's just, they're more juicy. They're more delicious. than I think you get at the store, even Mandarin forgot about the Mandarin oranges, Bri. Mm-hmm. One pop shops, but you know, we, for us at work, it's easy for us to just grab a handful and go. I mean, it's whether it be blueberries, like you said, um, raspberries are also delicious. Um, Brian, what's your favorite cobbler? Do you got a you got you like peach, cherry, apple? 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, cobbler, when I hear cobbler, I initially go to peach cobbler. Yeah, that's number one. But you want to throw like apple pie in there. Um, I just had my mother-in-law made some apple pie for us last Friday. So I just enjoyed that on uh, on Sunday evening. So if we're talking pies, cobblers, apple would be the best. Probably peach not far behind, though. God, it's peach cobbler. Craig chimed in on, yeah, peach cobbler is so good. <sighs> Getting to that point, Brian. I'm hungry. I can't help it. <laughs> talk but um, is there a weird concoction with fruit that you do that uh, you think is weird, maybe? Uh, not, I don't know if it's super weird, but, uh, you know, like <laughs> I said, I've been, I eat as many blueberries as possible, and, uh, you know, I've been on a grape kick lately, so I just kind of mix the grapes and the blueberries together and just grab them out of the Tupperware and eat them together because I made the mistake one time of eating all the grapes first, and then you go from grapes to blueberries, and it's quite bitter. <laughs> Not quite as sweet as uh, as the grapes are, so, uh, so I just kind of mix them together, and uh, yeah, it's really good. Mama chimed in, blackberry cobbler. There it is. Forgot Never had it. Oh, Brian. Mom, you got to make some blackberry cobbler for Brian when you come up here. And when she comes, oh, yeah. Brian, you're going to get some. All so right. my uh, my wife's grandma makes, um, well, she, when she was still with us, she made a, uh, a tremendous elderberry pie. Um, and it was is famous down in Mansfield area. Um, everybody wanted it, but, but you can't get elderberries as accessible as you can, like other fruits. So she wouldn't make a ton of it, but that was good. I only had it maybe one time, but, uh, it was something different. So yeah, try elderberry pie, elderberry jam. Really good. All right. So mom gave me the thumbs up when she comes to Cleveland, she's making blackberry gobbler, bud. Sweet. All right, Jocelyn, my sister, peach cobbler, cherry pie. Yes. Yep. What about this whole fascination with strawberry and rhubarb? I mean, you like strawberry <laughs> rhubarb? Yeah, because it, for me, it just tastes like strawberry pie. Um, yeah, I didn't even really know what the hell rhubarb was until I went, met my wife, and she's like, oh, yeah, we see it growing all over the place, so. Yeah, it's it's kind of bitter, I guess. I've never really ate rhubarb by itself, but um, yeah, the strawberries kind of overcome it. And I'm I'm just gonna say this right now, Brad, because I I haven't had dinner yet. Craig Foster, you're an asshole. He had sloppy joes for dinner tonight, Brian. Oh, man, there we go. There it is. There it is. You you we we're trying to be healthy. We're talking about fruit. Talk about bettering ourselves over here. <laughs> He's throwing sloppy joes at us. It's, uh, my favorite uh, fruit, sloppy joes. Yeah. What's my favorite fruit? Uh, jelly. Uh, hot dog. <laughs> God, there it is. A box of there wine. That old man, I forgot about that. Brian, do you have a favorite <laughs> wine? I've never asked. No, you. not really. No, I mean, obviously. See, the sweet stuff is better than the dry stuff, but I'll drink it's like beer, I'll drink anything. See, I'm kind of the same way, but like my wife is a cab girl, so she drinks the Cabernet or Merlot. My mom is mm -hmm. a sweet wine girl, 
my sister is kind of like us and mixes fireball with Chardonnay. Like, I, I don't know. What's <laughs> it doesn't going sound on. bad. It sounded good to me, kind of like mimosas. That's right. Call it burn the house down. <laughs> All right, Brian. We got everybody in here now. We got a whole bunch of viewers. You want to get our top three, bud? Okay. All right, Brian. So we did our top three, which I thought was a good one because Kevin Stefanski, like you said, made his rounds with 923 and 850. They ask him all the questions and all this other stuff. But if you had a chance to actually interview and question Kevin Stefanski, what would you ask him, Brian? And it's a great top three because it gets a lot of talk. We had a lot of talk on Facebook. A lot of people would ask, why didn't you run a pro set with Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb in the backfield? Why would you bring in another one was, why would you bring in Jacoby Brissett on fourth and one all the time? <laughs> um, there's a lot of questions. I mean, you can, you can go critical. You can ask him that stuff. You can ask him pretty much anything you want. So these are three questions that Brian and I would like to personally ask coach Stefanski. So Brian, would you like to go first? Uh, I would rather you go first. Cause I think I got five here and, um, if you touch on one that I have written down, I'll just cross it off and go to the next one. So you go ahead. You're killing me. All right. So my first question <laughs> would not even be football related to Coach Stefanski. Uh, he's been in Cleveland okay. now for how long? I would want to ask him first off, Coach Stefanski, what's your favorite restaurant in Cleveland? And also, what activities do you like to do here in Cleveland? When you're not, you know, things to do with the family, whatever it is. Just kind of see where he's at, where his favorite restaurant is, kind of food he likes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I come in with Coach Stefanski. Why are you such a moron and you will not give the play calling over to Alex Van Pelt? Um, <laughs> that would be probably my second one. But my first one would probably be the best process, and I know the answer I would get. Um, Coach Stefanski... What does Paul DePetesta do? Hmm. Yeah. You, uh... and, Brian, and I would ask that to Jimmy Haslam. I would ask that to Andrew Barry. I would ask that to the water boy. I would ask that to the towel guy. I would ask that to the athletic trainer. I would ask it to the guy that paints the elf in the middle of the field. What does Paul DePetesta do? And that's the only question I really want from the Cleveland Browns. But I wanted, right. I wanted, to, I wanted to do a fun question with Stefanski, where he likes to eat, what he likes to do, and also just why is it so hard for you to give up the play calling? Yeah, I mean, you hit on probably the top two questions that I wanted to ask him, um, which I think probably would be pretty similar for most of the other Browns fans out there, and that's. Paul D. Podesta's impact on game day. Um, you know, I, I don't really care about how he constructs the roster as long as it, uh, as long as we have talent on the roster, but like, what does he do during the season? They say they meet all the time and blah, blah. Okay. How does he impact your game day plan or does he impact it at all? 
hopefully the answer is he has zero impact on it, but I'm sure. Uh, and th this was a very frustrating exercise to do because you know the answers you're going to get. Even before you write the official question down on paper, you know how he would really answer it. So, you know, we're just hoping that we can get an honest answer out of him or get something from him, but most likely we would not. And yeah, so that was one of mine. Um, another one was, yeah, assuming at this point, we're assuming that they're just, he's just going to go down with the ship with the play calling. So, um, if this team struggles out the gate for the first four to six games, what is the plan to, um, to pass play calling off to Alex Van Pelt or whoever he's, we assume is going to be Van Pelt, but. Yeah, how how would that go? Because you can't. It, another thing that made this exercise so frustrating for me was these are more. I have more um, suggestions that I want to give Stefanski or begging him to do. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And I tried to just form it into a question. Like another one is, uh, why the hell don't you throw the ball to Nick Chubb more? <laughs> get I get did. him the ball out in space. You know, yeah. he, he did it for one game, the last game, and he had tr tons of success. But I have zero confidence that they'll that'll carry over to next year. Um, so that was another one of my questions. And I guess this is a terrible top three because I'm not really running down. It doesn't matter. One, two, three, two, one. But uh, what the hell happened to Cream Hunt this year? Uh, were you pissed off at him? Um because he demanded a trade in uh, in preseason and in training camp uh, because they treated him like a backup run, your average backup running back. It was not the one-two punch that we've seen in years past that we were promised that we've been talking about all offseason about. We have the best running back duo in the league. We have the best uh, running game in the league because these two guys keep each other fresh. It was Kareem Hunt is has a clear cut backup, and we love Nick Chubb. You don't want to take him off the field, but um, yeah, it, it's almost like the Kareem Hunt had a terrible average, and it's almost like they just weren't helping him out at all. Because uh -oh. how does he go from you know top ten running back one year to you know what we thought was he's the top ten running back to a guy that can barely find the field, and you give him five touches for nine yards or something like that. It, and I don't believe it's just cream hunt falling off a cliff. So yeah, I'd love to hear his perspective. And honestly, we're not going to get a real answer out of him, but, um, but it'd be nice to, to train. Yeah. And Craig Nally gave a, he's come up with some here. He said, why do you hate taking points? Why do you have to wear yeah. so many hats? And how do you get better when after every game, you have to get better, which he says all the time. We have to be better. We have mm -hmm. to be better. Yep. Kind of like yep. kind of like Hugh Jackson. I gotta look at the tape. Gotta look at the tape. That's on me. I gotta look at the tape. That's on me. And Brian, all the questions that you asked, I it, it's simple answers of well, what does Paul DePodesta do? Well, you know, Paul is a critical part of the front office. He helps with our analytical team. Um, you know, he he's here day to day to do this, to do that. I mean, it sounds like I'm listening to Fair Bueller. 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 All the time with this guy. And it's like, 
Like another one that I like. Yep. How are you holding people accountable? What are you doing? You're saying tough, smart, and accountable. How are you holding people accountable here? Because sure. you sit out Miles Garrett for just a series. You sit out one guy for a start. Oh, my God, he missed one play for disciplinary reasons. You have another guy just can't catch the ball that you just do a healthy scratch. So what are you doing to hold people accountable? What What's going on here? Mm-hmm. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. I just want to sit him down, force him not to say a word, and just braid him with stuff that I think he's doing wrong and just repeat it until it finally sinks into his head, basically. I wonder, That's all I want to do. Now, I wonder, like, can uh, now this might be inhumane, but you know how we have the dog collars? You know, the anti-bark, uh-huh. the anti-anything like that kind of collar to train dogs? I mean, I can you just put one on him at game time and go, like, he gets ready to call the play? Nope, not that one. Not that one. You know better. Don't call that play. Run out there. It's fourth and six. Let's throw a slant pass instead of taking a field goal. There it is. Another one. Stop it. Take the field goal. Let's move on. Just, just a little buzz downs. Where's Ray Farmer at? Can he text him down off the you know on the field <laughs> saying you're doing it wrong and just like, like come get fine on. for that? I know you get oh, fine for that. The the good news is for Browns fans, if you're looking for some hope. You have two two things that you can look to for hope for next year, and that's a Deshaun Watson getting a lot better because he was pretty awful this year, and b uh, Jim Schwartz just kind of starting to change the culture in that locker room. And it starts with the defense. If the defense is holding up their end of the rope, I think that'll carry over to the offense. And uh, yeah, he, I don't want to, you know slander coach Stefanski in, in what he's doing and what he tries to do, but it's almost like you need a disciplinarian in that locker room. And I think that could be Schwartz. He's got the resume to back it up, uh, winning a Super Bowl uh, with the Eagles and just the amount of time that he's spent in this league, he knows what works. So uh, again, uh, I'm very happy about that hire. And the last quote from Kevin Craig Nally, before we get out of here, a manager delegates for F sake, Kev, there's men and women on this staff getting paid to do what their appointed tasks are. Let them. Sure. That's yeah, it. I mean, you got to delegate. When it, when it, when you win, everything is peachy and everything uh, works. But if you lose, Let's find out why we lose time and time and time again. And that's not the easiest thing to do. And so, yeah, somebody needs to hold Stefanski accountable. I don't know who that is, but um, sounds like we're rolling with him for this year for better or worse. So make it happen. Well, after this, Brian, there's no more excuses. I mean, that's oh, no. yeah. like you said this. You got a new defensive coordinator. Can't blame the defense anymore. You can't blame Baker Mayfield anymore. You can't blame injuries. You can't blame anything else. You can't hide anymore. If you are a real head coach and a good head coach and you want to coach the Cleveland Browns, you can't hide anymore, Kev. You got to come out. You got to take hold of this team. And you got to get them to the playoffs. Yep. This this is what this is the situation we've been working for 
ever since we decided that Baker Mayfield was not the quarterback to move forward with. So all our ducks are in a row uh, going into next year. Knock on wood like crazy. Hopefully we get some good luck, injury luck um, and, and we can stay as healthy as we did for the most part of this season. So uh, all hands on deck. Well, it's time to go do it. Stop talking about it. We've heard about it for years now, but uh, we need to see the results now. All right. I want to thank everybody for watching. Kevin, Jocelyn, Chris, Craig, James, everybody else. Ma, Ma making blackberry cobbler for Bry. Bry, you're going to love it, buddy. It's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Game changer. All right. Thank you all for watching. Thank you guys for all for sharing and everything else. Also, Bry, next Fat Boy Tuesday, <laughs> Super Bowl spreads. Anybody here watching? Ask your friends. Ask your family. What's their Super Bowl spread that they put on for the Super Bowl party? And we will talk about ours next week here on Illegal Hand of the Face on our Fat Boy Tuesday. So, Bry, God bless them. God bless everyone. God bless you. God bless America. Have a good week. All right. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, but we got to thank our troops and first responders for everything they do. Got to thank City Dogs of Cleveland and got to thank Harold Gill for the sponsorship. Can't thank you guys enough, especially for watching, liking, and subscribing. We will see you guys all next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs>